Welcome into Paydirt Sports. Will Dundon, Seth Coggin in here with you tonight. Uh, I am currently in Austin, Texas on a little work trip. Didn't bring my mic with me, so if I sound a little grainy or anything, apologies. But we, you know, boys had to keep rolling. So I said, I, 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 I texted Seth and I was like, all right, let's just, let's just keep going. We're going to make it happen. Um, yeah. Cause it was just such a good, it was such a big college football weekend. I couldn't miss out on it. And Seth, I, I'll kick it over to you in a second, but I'll just say real quick. We we've been talking about this the past couple of weeks. We really talked about it on last week's podcast. We were excited for this week because we thought we were going to get a lot of answers. Um, Cause college football this year seems so volatile, seems so all over the place. It's anyone's ball game. Um, I feel like I learned that some teams were good, some teams were bad, and some teams, even though they may have lost this past week, I still think are good and can make a lot of noise uh, in college football. I think I'm going to kick it off real quick, and then, Seth, you can take this wherever you want, but I do want to kick it off with the big Red River rivalry. You know, people were high on Texas. We mentioned Oklahoma no one really talking about them, but they just kind of quietly had this undefeated season. I mean, I think that's going to be the rematch in the Big 12 championship game. I don't see anyone else in the Big 12 kind of coming up the ranks unless there's just a massive upset and they can go on a run. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think, in my opinion, I think I'm going to see Oklahoma and Texas again, so it's going to be a great matchup. But I think Oklahoma is a legit contender, and I think Texas is still in that ball game. obviously, if they're able to – run the table and then get to the big 12 championship. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome way to start off a college football Saturday. One of the meaty ones, you know, with the red river rivalry, red river rivalry, big noon kickoff. Uh, no, wait, actually on ABC to me, that was a big noon. That, that felt like a big noon kickoff game. To it, me was, personally. it was big noon and it was kickoff, like, but. I feel like Fox, they've had the big 12 at some point, right? Like morning, morning games. Yeah, Has that been on a box window? Yeah. They've been part of Big Noon Kickoff was Big 12, right? Yeah. I don't know. Some some about it needed Gus Johnson on that call, I will say. It would it would have benefited. Uh shout out, shout out Gus Johnson. Anyway, great way to kick off just a meaty slate with when that red uh Texas OU matchup just pops off. Um under the sun. That talk about games meant to be played like at certain times. Like Absolutely. OU Texas is meant to be played in the sun in like the Texas sun. And it's a great uniform matchup, aesthetically very pleasing. We like to talk about that on this program. This, the Pater cares about aesthetics of the game. We want, we want to see, I want to see a 50, 50 crowd, red, orange battling it out. It's, I mean, we kind of love the same thing with Tennessee, Alabama in like, you know, if you're born in a certain geographic area, you look at Texas, OU, you know, red, orange, whatever. You're kind of born in a different area of the South, and it's Tennessee Orange versus Alabama Orange, and we'll get that a little bit later in October. But, uh, but yeah, I think the state of Texas really held the spotlight to me this past uh, this past college football weekend because Bama went to A&M. And, you know, <laughs> say what you want about Jimbo. I mean, we can, say say what you want. He has had decent success against Bama. He had, you know, they beat them at home two years ago. People had kind of, myself included, I was on the Aggie hype train thinking, this is the team that actually stands toe-to-toe with Bama, and because of Alabama's deficiencies, uh, particularly scoring at just a, a rate we're used to with Alabama. Alabama's offense is not terrible, terrible, but they've been so dynamic the last few years with just insane playmakers all over the place that them taking a step back to just being pretty average seems like a massive downgrade. Um, but they still have a very strong defense who has tightened up when it mattered. Like in the second halves of these ball games, not against – I mean, they did. They faltered early, real early against Texas. Yeah, I thought um, A&M looked real good. Oh, you are talking about that, but I was going to say, I thought a Yeah, I'm, well, I'm saying the Bama defense. After that, they have just been yeah. like lockout. Um, and – and I just, yeah, I was really thinking A and M would probably do it. I thought their D line would dom would would just knock out Bama, but um, a test that that's that's what makes Nick Saban truly the goat. Like you walk into A and M with with this Bama team, there is a like say what you, once again the Aggies say what you will. 
dude, Kyle Field is a place I want to go. They have a hundred thousand plus just rocking um, and cheering on the Aggies. Like, see what's what's crazy about A and M is their fans do kind of have uh, like this. It's a strong sense of togetherness that uh, kind of blindly binds people to the Aggies. Like, so they're always just going to get hype, even though Jimbo's still their coach. Like they kind of, <laughs> they kind of hype themselves up because they do shout out. They do love the Aggies. Um, and like they that showed out a really nice way of you uh, accusing A&M of being a cult, but you know, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. I was, I was not blatantly saying that, Will. That's a strong inference of you. That's true. Um, yeah. 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 Continue. You know what I'm saying? Like they do kind of ride for that. They ride hard for the Aggies. Um, and dude, A&M has great playmakers. And Bama just shut it out. They were down at halftime. And to be honest, I went and played uh I went and played disc golf in the second half of that game. I needed a, I needed a little moment uh to get ready for the Razorback game, get my mind right. We went on and played a few holes of disc golf. So I missed most of that second half thinking I would I would catch the very end. But just so impressive to me, because I sat and watched that first half thinking, like, this is, I mean, this is kind of going exactly how I thought. You know, AM was making it very difficult for Alabama. Um, and they were up by seven and a half, but Bama just, they held it down. They held it down, which makes them the favorite in the West. Just like I was talking about A&M, like last week, A&M was my favorite. So now Alabama's beat A&M on the road. So they're, or, or yeah, so Bama becomes my default. They took, they took kind of my favorite crown, uh, away from A&M, but just like them, they're lost. They have a loss and we hold to that, but it's out of the conference. So they're likely – they're just a huge favorite in my eyes to win the West. Because they've well, already played – after games, this past and... game, it's like they look they look better than everyone else that I've seen in yeah. the West. And yeah. it, we, we were questioning – we were questioning Milrow and we are questioning this Bama offense a lot. You kind of touched on the defense already, but everyone was questioning this Bama offense if Milrow could get it done, if they had, if they had the same playmakers that they had. And, yeah, no, they don't have four first-round level receivers yeah. – but dude, Burton became the guy. They got not enough. They got stud wide receivers. They got enough in the wide receiver room to make. Plays. I mean, Bur- Burton had what? I it is Burton, right? Am I saying that's yeah. him, right? Number three, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, dude had 197 yards. I think he had three touchdowns. They just couldn't stop him. Yeah. No matter like, so when you have that, and when you have Milro playing, I mean, looked a lot really better. good. Like yeah, through for 300 plus. Like, that's, through- yeah, that's. It's Three many impressive. touchdowns against that's probably the toughest defense he's gonna see the rest of the way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a very big step up because he looked just out of place early in the year. I mean, the, yeah, his just really crippling interceptions lost him, not lost him the game against Texas, but like was a huge reason. It made it it made it very difficult to beat Texas because of quarterback play. Um, so yeah, him going on the road and doing that is is tremendously impressive. Um. So he's he's looking very de- and he that was that was the question, like Bama quarterback play, that was the big question because it was like we know what they are gonna have even if they are not top top level Bama of all time, we know what their talent level is, and we know that they have you know Saban, he's still around, um, but what we did not know is what are you gonna get from that quarterback position, and so he comes out and have a game like that against. You know, yeah, probably the toughest game he will play, the toughest defense on the road. Yeah, that's pretty nice with it. Um, so very impressive, very impressive. Uh, it's good to see because he took a lot of criticism early in the year, but uh, nice that kept kept battling, kept going, finding his stride. I mean, it'd be real nice for him to just have a, a total letdown game this weekend, though. I still. He could throw a couple picks. Like, no, he could. It, he it's could. not out of the realm of possibility. I leave there with three or four interceptions. He showed me. He showed me his ceiling is pretty high, though. That's yeah. what I'll say. Like, yeah, no, you're you're right. I agree with that. I think. And he threw a he threw a bad pick against a And M. At least one, maybe he threw another. I don't remember. But no, I I agree with you there. Um, I still think, even though we're both kind of saying Bam is the favorite for the West, I said this to you before we started recording. Unless you're a true, just casual football fan, you should recognize, and Seth, you tweeted this, and people probably laughed at it, but it's true. 
Arkansas could beat Alabama this weekend. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. I'm not saying it's going to happen. And from my perspective, yeah, I would say Bama would probably win. But I would not be shocked if Arkansas won this next weekend. Yeah, you being you that's a great way to put it, Will, because it is it's Monday night. And by Saturday, I'll probably have stronger feelings about this. It's Monday night. And you know, I've walked into that arena a lot of times before versus Alabama. And and it's not gone my way in the Nick Saban era. Not once. 17 times I've walked into that cage with Nick Saban and 17 times I've walked out a loser. And so it's not likely. It's not, it's not likely at all, but, but to be shocked if come early afternoon on Saturday, uh, October uh, 13th, come early afternoon. Yeah. 14th. Yeah. Well, you know, whenever they play that if the Razorbacks come off, come out on top, if you're shocked, you're a true casual. I'm just saying. I like you that. might be surprised. You might be encouraged. You might have a good – why not have a good old time watching Arkansas cause some early chaos? That'll kick off a Saturday. I think chaos invites chaos, you know, an early early is, kick. Is it at 11 a.m.? Oh, 11 a.m. Oh. in Tuscaloosa. Just a road snipe game right there. That's a road snipe. Like, come in and get out with a big win. <laughs> come in at 11 a.m. After after all year, Alabama's been fighting uphill, feels like. Like, they're always – they've got something to prove, got something to prove, got something to prove. Uh, I feel like they've just kind of been battling it out almost. Like, everyone's kind of doubting them for the first time, like, ever. Well, now, finally, people are singing their pra- – finally, we're all, wow, look how good Alabama. We're all patting them on the back this week. And uh, we just got to put together 60 minutes. I don't got to beat them the rest of the year. I don't got to beat them again. I just need to put together 60 minutes and come out ahead by whatever means possible. If it takes six interceptions, let's get seven. If it, if it takes two 80-yard touchdowns, let's get three. If it takes an onside kick, let's go. If it takes a fourth down conversion, come on. You know, it's going to take something special. It it's always is. There's only, like, several teams in the country where winning doesn't take anything special. Where if you come out, you go about your business, you play well, you play clean, you will win. Not You know, for all these other teams, it's going to take something special. In Arkansas, while they have been losers, they have not been just drug off the field losers. You know, you've been a part of some of those teams where it's like, we can't even compete. Like, our guys are getting run around. Our guys are getting beat up front. They are getting, like, we're just losing everywhere. No, Arkansas is on the mat with these teams. They 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 can stand on the same field and, and play, you know, play, they've played plenty of stiff competition, um, and they've been in positions to win, though they have faltered. Maybe they'll just, maybe we'll finally just win. At some point, it's good. Like at some point, we win. Maybe it's Saturday. <laughs> I like I like that thought process, um, dude. There there's so many games I want to talk about from this past weekend. I hope I hope yep. we're able to kind of cover some of the upcoming ones. But I I do want to talk Let's about keep, a lot. Yeah, of these. keep keep on. I like that up top. Go stay in the SEC. We're SEC boys. Yeah. Well, and uh, I want to talk about yeah the next one that's just coming across. I'm looking at the scores on the ESPN app. LSU oh, Missouri. I was- um, I do oh, want to say, like Missouri, eleven a.m. Dude, eleven a.m. was rocking. Yeah, dude, it was. And I, I that Missouri's one of those teams. I said it at the beginning of the podcast, a team that lost, but I was like, okay, I think they're dangerous. You know, I think they're good yeah. enough to make some noise to win a couple more. Ga- like they had such an easy road up until now. I think a lot of people were really questioning them, and they caught a couple bad breaks that were. Somewhat self-imposed, I will say that. Um, but a couple bad breaks against LSU. Like, they could have easily won that LSU game, in my opinion, um, if they just played a little bit better. Um, I yeah. mean, not unlike – I mean, you could say that about a lot of games. But anyway, I think Brady Cook's solid. I like him at quarterback. I think Missouri's going to be a pretty strong team. Like, I think Tennessee should be worried about Missouri. You know, Tennessee – like, that's just how the SEC seems to be shaken out. Like, there's – you don't have these teams that it's like, okay, chalk that up as a W um, Yeah. outside of we'll get into some other games, but 
I don't know. That was one that that stuck out to me. I'm trying to think of what else. I I, I know we just said SEC, but dude, ACC. We kind of touched on it last week. Looks strong because we had a question mark on Louisville and what they do. Go and beat Notre Dame, yeah. dude. Louisville's legit. Yeah, well, they definitely they, they're in the hunt. They vaulted over. We'll hit two at once here. Louisville very impressive against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's Notre Dame doesn't score a ton of points, so uh, you do have a chance to beat them. Um, but shout out Brom there at, at Louisville. Um, but they kind of to me jumped <laughs> certainly, dude. Whatever in the world happened in Miami? Dude, the best I saw was there was a meme. I guess it was a meme that said when when you're playing NCAA football with your buddy and you tell him not to knee on the last play just to give you a chance. Like that's dude, exactly give me one what more, happened. Dude, come on, give me one more chance. Like, come on, give me one more chance. Um, but just the idiocy. And I've sat around and watched some bad coaching. I have been a part of some poorly coached and managed football teams. But to be – victory formation is the sweetest. It is the greatest. It is the most beautiful formation in sports. If I see victory formation – like, if I can break that out, it's it's a moment of celebration. And to continue to run running plays, that is true karma at its finest. The, the most – I mean, they're undefeated. Like, this – you know uh, – is it likely that they went undefeated all season? Probably not. Like they're probably going to lose. Like that's kind of what non-elite programs do. They drop games that they shouldn't. They lose a game. Um, but but to do this when it's just in your hands, just a very pathetic and very sour way to lose. Like that will make you sour on a coach so fast if he does a few things like that. Now, to be fair, so for those – I'm sure most most if you're listening to this, you're you're surely familiar. But with 50 or so seconds left on the clock in Miami's game, they could have need out the clock. So they uh, Georgia Tech did not have timeouts. Um, they could have just needed out. Well, they chose to run on a second down play, and he fumbles. Now, upon review, it does appear that he they definitely could have called him down um, in that in that replay. But you left yourself up to fate. You left yourself up to destiny, and Georgia Tech scores in two plays. <laughs> yeah, you and, didn't have to be in that position. Like yeah, you just said, like if you're seconds. Miami. No, I take yeah. it back. Georgia Tech got the ball with like what, seventeen seconds? Or like it was not Something much crazy. time. It's anyway. They score in two plays as time expires, and you lose. Winning's hard. Winning is an edge, and you have the game in your the game has been won, and you just. You literally fumble it away. Also, where are your deep men when you're playing yeah. defense? Like that's what yeah. everyone's saying. Yeah, like then you that's just that's that's a brutal way to lose. So ACC gets a little more well, a little more unclear and a little more murky. Um, and a little more exciting, I would say. So Absolutely. Louisville, shout out. Yeah, they're a problem. I mean, they they gotta be they gotta be be reckoned with there. I I'd like to see let's go, let's go check out that scale. That's sketchy real quick on the Louisville Cardinals. Um, like, do they have to go on the road? So at Pitt versus Duke, whoever thought Duke, Duke Louisville on the, uh, on the football field would be such a big deal. So they do go at Miami and Kentucky. I mean, that'll be an interesting game, but it's not when you look at this schedule, it's not unthinkable that they could put together a pretty good string. I could see them winning their division of the they don't like they don't go at Florida State. That's kind of what I was looking for. Like, yeah. At Florida State seems like the hardest uh place to win in the ACC. Now someone very well may do it and it might be a bad team that might go in there and win. You're right. That's what we're looking at in college football this year. Like we are about we are looking we are staring several weeks of chaos right in our faces and we're just kind of blind to it. I think some things are going to because you're going to go on a game, Louisville. They win their first four. They win their fifth game in a toss-up. They win, you know, their next three that were pretty easy. So now they're 9-0. and But Louisville could show up flat on a Thursday night and lose lose a, lose a game to Duke. Absolutely. And there's just so much, so much equalness across the football, I think, is being felt. I think you have felt that in so many games where it's just there is not a ton of talent difference. I do believe 
talent parity is highest I've noticed. I've noticed personally in a long time. So I think that's when that's when coaching really becomes even more apparent is when the talent level is fairly equal. Uh, it's like when these these teams line up and they look equal. Well, who's got the better coach? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who's prepared them and has a better plan? And anyway, just that's why we get such uh, such fun stuff and we can look forward to such chaos in the coming weeks is just that parity is pretty high. I got one I want to I want to talk about where the town that where the parity wasn't quite high and it's a narrative of the last few years and that was in uh in Sanford Stadium. Yep. Knew you were going there. Yep. Yeah, Georgia took care of business against Kentucky and I don't know. I, I believe I I mean I spoke on it here, but that seemed like that Georgia snap game to me like they've we've seen the last couple of years. Unfortunately, watched it happen to Arkansas one year where you know, early season, Arkansas got to four or five and oh, was ranked in the top 10 after beating Texas A&M. And we came into Georgia, we came into Georgia and they had been kind of good, but, you know, maybe vulnerable. And they just snapped us like they came out and they just they just ran all over us. We're bigger, stronger, faster, more intense. They just like they were just a better football team and they just completely kind of ran over our heads. And the same kind of talk was happening. Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Can this be the year? Can Mark Stoops finally do it? Dude, stop asking these dumb questions. Like, he he obviously can't. He hasn't done it time and time and time and time and time again. And he obviously was not going to do it this time. And, you know, a quick, very meddling, mediocre start beating. I think they're only as, like, they beat Vanderbilt. Uh, and looked pretty unimpressed, and they beat Florida. So that is, you know, they crushed Florida, which you know, big big rivalry that Kentucky. Well, big rivalry for Kentucky, for Kentucky in the sense that like they usually don't beat them. So when they do beat them, it's a huge deal, and yeah. they crushed them. So I understand that. But but I had this conversation with someone. Uh, I had this conversation with my brother with Wes, uh, and we were talking about, hey, do we think Kentucky has a chance? And I said no. I said I think this is the game where you know Georgia comes in, takes care of business. And he, his thought process was like, he just was saying, no, I like, I think Georgia is actually not that great this year. And I think Kentucky actually can make it happen and get it done. And then I said, okay, I understand what you're saying. I'm not even saying it's necessarily the typical narrative where Georgia just has a bounce back game. I'm just that much more confident in Kirby smart to crush Mark Stoops yeah, and I Mark smart. Stoops making something happen. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. There's no way Mark Stoops goes into Georgia and out. Co- like it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't, it happen. doesn't happen. Not to yeah. guys like Kirby, maybe to, even, maybe to guys like Billy Napier, like to guys like Billy yes. Napier and like a kind of way less talented than normal. Well, I, I don't know if I, a less talented than normal Florida team, I would say. Maybe not way less talented, but less talented than normal. Yeah, um, I mean, they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Like, Mertz is not a good quarterback. Yeah, so he was not – yeah. It, anyone that hyped up Kentucky, what have you been watching? Like, do you, do you realize a lot of times the same stuff happens over and over and over again? And you know what that stuff is? Like, Kentucky really not being ready for the real main – they are still not a power. They are, yeah, and we've seen it. Their peak is like a nine-win team. Yeah, nine and three is like really good. But they can't beat anyone. But that, right. yeah, that has no even potential. Yeah, yeah, that didn't really get get close. Which is, I mean, that's respect. Like that is the ultimatum, or kind of there with Stoops is just like that is respectable. It is good, but like, are you okay that he's really not ever going to win nationally? Like, are you okay that you're likely never even going to win the East with Mark? And Stoops? I think, well, and I think they are right because Mark football, Stoops makes eight million dollars a year. I think that's crazy, especially that well because what I was going to say is like football plays second fiddle at Kentucky, so I understand being okay with seven wins, eight wins, ecstatic with nine wins, ten wins. I mean, build a statue, statue. guy. Like, <laughs> but he's going to be Mark. They're going to build a. F- the funniest day of my life will be when Kentucky builds a Mark Stoops statue. Yeah. And it's funny. You know, that's on the verge of how, like, 
two more years oh, yeah. of like eight wins, he's a statue. And if it, it's funny because Kentucky is good enough, and they've been good enough in the past to do this because they've done it. They're good enough to beat Tennessee this year. I think. I think they could beat them, but I also think Tennessee has the potential to actually give Georgia a game. I think that's yeah. where you see like the the separation. Like Kentucky will never have that ceiling, in my opinion. No, no, not not in normalcy. But see, that's where chaos does happen. Like that's true. Mark that's Stoops true. doesn't. That's the thing about Stoops is he doesn't really even like to embrace chaos. I feel like if that makes sense, like he wants to play like a very bland, like no nonsense, no chaos version of football mm-hmm. almost. I was going to say, it's hard to be volatile when you play like a vanilla version of football and a vanilla version can win you a lot of games, but you're not going to, you're not going to be dangerous to the top dogs. No, because they kind of do that same thing. They're just way better. Like you're kind of, you're kind of trying to line up and they always, I mean, they used to say you can't out Alabama out. Like that is kind of true. Like it's hard to play a similar style to a team that's superior to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it just doesn't balance. It's just that's why, te- that, yeah, Tennessee is much more dangerous to Georgia or Alabama because they possibly, they could score 50 points. Like their offense, if it runs right, is could put up a really big night. And, uh, you know, you could be on the receiving end of that. And, but t- like a good night for Kentucky is where they score like t- 27 points. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, that might win you quite a few games if you play slow, play good defense. Like, yeah, you there are a lot of pretty mediocre to bad offenses out there that you can't expose and kind of play that sort of game. But yeah, you're not gonna do that. On the road at Georgia. Um, yeah. All that talk, all this all this yapping about, you know, parity, all this stuff. And the two best teams in the SEC look like Georgia and Alabama. Like, how <laughs> how much does that suck? <laughs> We tricked ourselves. We were so sick of it. We kind of tricked ourselves, but looks like we're oh, looks like we're right back at it. That is that's actually crazy. I hadn't even really <laughs> thought about that until you just said it, but it's so true. Um, and, and not not that those teams couldn't lose some games coming up, but it is funny that that's kind of where we're at right now, a good chunk of the way through the season. Yeah, Michigan does seem like a pretty good steamroll. I was gonna say Michigan. Uh, some someone asked me how I felt when the Huskers just got trounced by Michigan last week. And I was like, dude, honestly, I mean, I think Michigan's going to do that to pretty much everyone they play in the big 10. Um, I like, I think Michigan could crush Ohio state at the end of the year. So I don't think like Nebraska losing 45 to seven really says anything about them uh, other than they're, uh, they're not a low average team, but is hoping to make a bowl game. Like all that is still on the table for them. And I think that's what they were expecting. So Dude, that is – Harbaugh does have it working. He's going pretty good up there. Like, they have been a machine the last several years. Um, Like, it is not – they haven't even had a ton of close games recently. Yeah, dude, because it's – I mean – just pounding teams. I mean, they're going to play Penn State on Ohio State, so we'll see what happens there. But, like, last year, you know, you take care of business against the bad teams and you go out and crush Ohio State at the yeah. end of the year. Like, yeah. what more can you really ask for? I mean, I know they – Kind of, obviously, they didn't win their playoff game, um, but it that looks is like... what that is what more you can ask for. But that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to ask for. But mm. you can yeah, ask for. and 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 I think this is the year, right? If you're a Michigan fan, you're like, okay, this this has to be it because we look like they're the most consistent team in football right now. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy to see. Yeah. Well. They've been on that level. They've sustained that level for a few years now, and they're just punishing teams. They're not even leaving things up to doubt or to question so mm-hmm. far. And, yeah, they will be tested a little bit more, but, man, it just seems like they'll probably pass those with ease almost. Like, I, can only, see them, I mean, I'm more I, I can worried. See them... I'm, I'm more – I'm interested to see at Penn State. That's the only yeah. one. Like, I, I truly believe – they're going to beat Ohio State by three scores. That's an awesome game. I look forward to Michigan at Penn State. Yeah. It's a fun one for me personally. Let's go back to the aesthetics. I love Penn State at night. Happy Valley. Mm. A whiteout. Dude, I don't think it is their whiteout game. They made that announcement. Oh, is it not? 
No, I don't know what the deal is. I kind of thought every game was kind of a wideout. It seems like it would make sense to me uh, if I was Penn State, but I thought any like prime game, time game was a wideout. I thought that. I kind of thought that too, but I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Are there any other games? Blue on like blue. Cover? I'm a I'm a Navy guy, so I like the I like Michigan versus Penn State. Just so much Navy, dude, all over the field. Absolutely. Um, I mean. Yeah, Ohio State didn't look good at first, but then, you know, took care of business. They did yeah. score. Okay. USC, that's who I Ryan, want to talk about. Ryan Day put in a trash touchdown at the end to make it look even better than it was. And I'm like, okay, Ryan Day is – he's hearing the haters a little bit, I think. Like, he had that whole outburst against Lou Holtz, and now he's throwing in this trash touchdown to make can it I, look a lot better against say, Maryland than it was. say something? Yeah, go for I it. I think Ryan Day is kind of a dick. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't disagree. He's kind of coming across as one lately, like, which I maybe is good. Like, who cares? Win a national championship and be a dick the whole time. Like, <laughs> he hasn't done it yet, though. I know. That's, yeah, exactly. He hasn't done You have not earned nothing yet, sir. And I think he wants that. He wants that recognition because he's like, I'm the head coach of Ohio State. We go to the playoff all the time. But it's like, dude, you, you haven't won he one yet. He hasn't really done squat. You took he over. A, like a national championship contender that's all you did and you kept it going so congrats but yeah but not really like last year they were close but they got clobbered in the one game that they were just superior like when you get clobbered in the one that really matters it doesn't i think them feel that well close. but they're i mean them that that game against georgia really probably made people yeah. look at him pretty well after georgia just crushed tcu in the natty and Ohio yeah, State really like could have won that game, especially since Marvin Harrison Jr. got hurt. You know, yeah, that, that is out. true. That is certainly true. Oh, thankfully we avoided Ohio State versus Michigan final. That would have been nasty. That would have been gross. I bet that's how people felt when Alabama LSU played again in the national championship. A couple, they've done it twice, haven't they? I don't know. I just remember that one natty game. That was like the worst national championship game ever. It was the year the the regular season was like a nine six game. Yeah, they played in the Natty. They didn't score a touchdown till like Trent Richardson busted like a forty yard touchdown run at the end. Yeah, and I was like, was, this is the worst national championship game ever. I don't know. To me, it was to me it was the best. I love that. I want two teams from the SEC West playing for the national championship every year. <laughs> that gives me the best chance of uh, finally getting one. Dude, imagine getting if that's an actual personal hellscape for me, is if Arkansas like had a magical regular season, beat Saban, not this year obviously, like I guess happening next year, beat Saban in the regular season and then get to the playoff and like get to the final and have to play Alabama again, dude. That's he finally slayed the dragon and then you have to play him again in the national championship. That'd be nightmare. That would be that'd be, that'd be worst case scenario, like. That'd be ultimate save and pain to me that he could inflict is if he threw a game in the regular season only to beat me in the national championship and just twist the dagger. Oof. I'll do whatever it takes for him to retire, dude. I'm so tired of him. I'm so tired of it. Once a year, I just have to bow down to save him. It's terrible. I'm, t I'm tired of taking a knee for King Saban. Tennessee put a little chunk in him last year. Tennessee put a little chunk. Texas put a little chunk in him this year, I think. Do you yeah. see him walk? Like, no, you know what? That video of him after the USF game, even in a win, was at his lowest point, I think. He's like, I just beat South Florida 17-3. to It's raining here in Tampa. I want to be retired. He's done it all. Like, where is his drive coming from? Just retire, old man. Please. Gosh, how disgusting would it be if they just, like, won out? <laughs> Look, I have said it once before, and I will say it again. If that's what it takes to get him retired, I accept. I will accept. Please, please, just win out, win the national championship, have your eight titles, and go home. Just give, just give us a chance. I think after all the stress early this year and I guess even last year put on him, if he wins a natty this year, uh, he's got to be gone. I gotta actually, be. I truly believe that because his ego, like he has to go out on top. And he knows, he knows he cannot be on top for that much longer just because he, 
like it's kind of passing him by like he's raised up a lot of good coaches who are coming for him hard um and he know like his reign will not continue on until he's 80 win one because you might not win another and then do you want to go three more sad seasons and fizzle out no win one more when everyone kind of counted you out already and then the college football landscape changes too yeah and he can tell himself he made that happen yeah Everyone's like, all right, we got to get these leagues more competitive because Saban. Honestly, I'm starting my I, – I figured it out, Will. Nick Saban for SEC commissioner. Yeah, I'm all about Come it. Come on, the commish. Saban, dude, Saban would not screw the hogs over as bad as – he would find mercy on the Razorbacks. I love Saban. It's, that's, what, that's what sucks so bad is I love the way he talks to the media. I love the way he is a coach. I love I love so much. I love the way he wins. I love I love so much about Nick Saban and I hate him so much. Yeah, I I, I honestly know how you feel. So I, I don't everyone, I don't despise him. Like I totally no, respect him. He has more respect for me than like anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I do uh, – USC continually hasn't gotten burned yet, but they are – a pro- their defense is a problem. Like, their defense is an issue. You go to overtime versus Arizona, a national championship contender doesn't do that in my no. eyes. You might even win. You might even still kind of come out on top in most of them and win and even get – but you're not a national championship team. I'm sorry. It's not happening. That's not how they perform. I don't care if it's week one, week six. You're in, you're in the meat of the season. Kind of what we were talking about. We're This is the chunk. This is conference game after conference game after conference game. Um, this is the meat part of the season where you really shore up. Like, you should be playing well. Injuries haven't really taken a huge toll on everybody yet. Um, you know, most teams are still fairly healthy. You should be playing at your absolute best. And you're getting tested very hard by Arizona. So that is a that's a problem to me. It's a it's a, it's a big problem, and I don't think they're going to answer it when it comes time to play the big dogs. Their schedule. All right, you want to talk about schedules? You want to talk about schedules, Will? Yeah. USC is about to go on a run here. They're about to go on a run. So after that, so they go on the road to Notre Dame. That is this weekend. Uh, then they play Utah. Um. And then the following week, they play at Cal, but then they close up with Washington, Oregon, and UCLA. Um, so the, their schedule, the hardest six games of their schedule are the last six games. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, so we're about to see some serious, probably you could switch Colorado and Cal. I would probably switch that. But they, I mean, they got, that's two weeks in a row a conference opponent, like a lesser conference opponent has put up 40 plus points on them and it's gone to either overtime or like late in the fourth quarter. Um, so, I mean, let's see what they even do at Notre Dame that they could certainly, they could lose any of those next games. And I would not be surprised even in the slightest. Um, in fact, I'd forecast them probably. I think they'll probably end up being a two loss team out of that stretch. Which yeah. Is even, I mean, which I think is even, that's even saying they do more. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's even saying they do pretty good. I think their offense is – I think they will do pretty good. I think they will elevate a little bit um, because, they, you know, good teams tend to do that, and they have a very good – like their offense, for the most part, should continue to be very effective. Um, but I just – I think they will lose multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still have – and that's what we get this week. So I think that's, you know, kind of most will – just a quick, quick look ahead to what – what are you most excited for this week, Will? Let's do a little, let's yeah. do a little roundabout here. I'll give one. You give one. We'll give we'll give three games apiece. Okay. That we uh that we're looking forward to here in week seven. I'm starting. I'm taking dibs. Um. So we look forward to the Hogs every week, but we're going outside of that. I'm looking forward to. Um. Let's see what time we're playing here. Oregon at Washington. Two thirty. On ABC. 
I will be I would I would love to be tuned in for that one. That's very exciting for me. Yeah, no, that one is but I, I have to did they pick game day yet? I feel like that's gotta be it. Uh I think they are going out there, yeah. Seven versus eight, two undefeated teams, two of the best teams in the Pac twelve. I feel like that's a big one. Both going um, to the Big Ten. Like this is a huge that is a big storyline out there. Let's see, who am I gonna go with? I mean, I have a, a biased one, but I think I'm gonna stay away from it for right now. I am excited for that Notre Dame USC game because yeah, that's a good one. I mean, you just kind of touched on it. Like if Notre Dame wins, that could be the big part of a slippery slope for UFC for USC. If USC wins, it's like holy crap! Like we were just talking about Notre Dame as a like maybe this is their year, and now they have three losses. They're five and three. Yeah, you know. So I just think there's a big. It, like that just changes the landscape of the season for both of those teams. Yeah. Well, I'm going to slide in and just take, uh, take surely what you're really thinking, where your real head's at for the most mm-hmm. excited you are. Texas A&M Aggies travel to Needland stadium, SEC on uh, CBS checker Neyland. And I think the most beautiful man, I'm hammering home aesthetics of the game tonight. Best aesthetic on a fall Saturday is when you when you do have the 2.30 kickoff. It's nice sunshine, beautiful fall day, cool, crisp fall day. When the game starts, when it's tailgate, kickoff. But then by kind of mid-third quarter, the lights have gone down in Neyland, and that checkered, checkered stadium looks pretty dang good, and it's pretty dang loud, and the boys are screaming. Texas, dude. Oh, they might beat Texas. They might beat AM down, which would be impressive because, I mean, last week you're looking at this team might be the best in the SEC, and they still might be. Like, they're not far. You know, they they still are maybe a, a pretty good team. But I think uh, I think Tennessee will be raucous. They will be. I mean, it's a good thing this game's at home. Like, you need – like, if yeah. you're Tennessee, you want good. this game at home. I think Neyland, that's the best way to dude, put it. The Neyland difference is massive. A Neyland pop crowd – like when you get the true over the top crowd can push you along, can push your team a long way. It just, it, it gives you a lot of energy. And, yeah. And I think the fans know it. It's like, yeah. it, it's like the fans know the Vols need them this week because this is a game just kind of how I mentioned about USC and Notre Dame. If you want to have a really good season for Tennessee, like this is a game you have to win. Or like you've got some tough games still on the schedule after this. These, these seem like very kind of similar type level teams in my eyes mm-hmm. this game does go a long way for both teams this is one of those kind of 50 50 games in my in my from what i've seen so far like okay i could see this game for these two teams going either, either way now because tennessee is at home i would give them definitely a slight edge because i i'm a firm believer in uh what what kind of Neyland at its best can do to a team that's not great like texas a like texas a is very good with a lot of good players but they are not great um, they are certainly capable of being beaten, already have been twice. So if AM, you know, if AM pulls this out, they still may salvage a really good year, you know. But if AM loses this one, it could go downhill quite a bit. Um, same thing what, for Tennessee. You're, you're this would be a, this is a huge this is a huge win for Tennessee. Go beat AM worse than Bama beat AM and go go down to Bama like with a with a you know, with a thought. With thought. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. Um, let's see what else I like. Ooh, I'm gonna go Missouri, Kentucky. Actually, kind of an nice. ugly SEC like game, that. but something where we're like, okay, who's the who Kentucky, is actually Kentucky at good? home? I think so. Yeah, it's at it's at Kentucky, and you that's a game where you're like, okay, who is actually kind of good? That's what you're gonna find out. We're not yeah. we're not picking either of these teams to win the East, but you're gonna say, okay, one of these teams is pretty good. They're dangerous to everyone but Georgia, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Well, I'll probably stay in the – I might even just stay in the – two. sounds like I need to be just buy a TV for the 230 slot because I'm going to go – oh, this is a beauty for me. Florida at South Carolina. This one, uh, this one is nasty. It is a – Bottom of the barrel SEC East battle in my <laughs> from what I'm from what I'm seeing, maybe not bottom of the barrel, but this is a, like Texas A&M and Tennessee are kind of high high level. I put them in quad quadrant two, 
Like mm-hmm. they're probably not quadrant one. Yeah. They're, they're quadrant two compete competitors. Um, I would say like Florida and South Carolina, this is going to determine who's a quadrant four and who's a quadrant three. If that makes sense. Like who's yes. going to no, kind of exactly the actual mean. bottom versus who's just kind of in the middle, middle of the pack sometimes isn't so bad, but bottom of the barrel is, is tough. Um, and Shane Beamer, he's teetering, man. I'm telling you, he's teetering lose. This will be a bad loss. This will be a bad loss. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say for old, old Beamer ball up there. So I'll have my, I'll have my eyes firmly planted on Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At, wait, let me, let me make, let me double check that. Yeah. It's, it is, it is in, uh, at South Carolina. Is it at two 30 also? You said, yeah, two 30, dude, I'm owning mm-hmm. that two 30 menu. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go for a six 30 game. ABC nice. pro primetime ABC. All right. Oh yeah. I was eyeing that bad boy. Miami, North Carolina, dude. Um, even after Miami's nice. loss last week, it's like, all right, you're still in the hunt. You're going to yep. face an undefeated North Carolina team that is kind of, you know, you can they're, probably score a lot of favorites right now. So yep. let's see what happens in the ACC. If it keeps going, Miami, you still got a chance. Dude, if Miami wins, you're going to be even more pissed about last week, honestly. Yeah, probably. Like that, that can, that's so real that you lose a game. You're like, well, how, if we won this game on the road at North Carolina, how in the world did we lose to Georgia tech at home? And that's football, baby. That's football. The week to week is insane. Week to two weeks is is even crazier. Um, it it, it can change just drastically. Uh, every every Saturday is an opportunity. Um, so I like that. That should be fun. It should be a fun little points matchup. North Carolina offense is rocking. Um, they are pretty yeah. dynamic. Pretty. Just they score a lot of points, man. At the end of the day, that's like we have gotten so many advanced metrics and all this kind of stuff. And like I like it. I'm a I'm a statistician at my heart. I enjoy uh like all that that side of football. But at the end of the day, scoring points is so is really the only offensive stat that matters. Mm-hmm. All the yards and all that kind of stuff is great. And all the EPA and yards per play and all this kind of stuff is awesome. Very fun to watch or to kind of like study. So why offenses, but but can you put points on the board? And North Carolina is dang good at putting points on the board. So, um, yeah, that'll be a fun one. I could definitely see that getting a little wild. That seems like a wild game um, late night. Late night could go for a while. Starts at 630, could end at 11. Mm-hmm. Easy. NC State at Duke, a sneaky little uh, interesting game on the ACC Network. Yeah, I mean, Duke, NC State gave, Duke, there's no gave way. Notre Duke Dame enough trouble, him. honestly. So you like, could lose to anybody. Yeah. Real, realistically. UCLA at Oregon State. I'd like to watch that. A little Corvallis action. Uh, yeah, that's, too, like, kinda, that's that's some two quad two Pac-12 teams, yeah, but, quad could two. Be, but could be quad one. I think quads are a good way to rank teams. Like quad, just that format. Yeah. It's easy to understand, you know. Especially next year, there'll be 16 teams. So truly do quad one, quad two. True quads. True quads. What do you got? Let's just tier the SEC real quick in essentially fourth, but we, they don't have to be like. Are we doing divisions or are we doing the whole overall, conference? Overall. Like who okay. is it? Is it Georgia, Alabama? Georgia, Alabama is just quad one, right? Yeah. Quad two. I would go Tennessee A and M. I guess L. Probably still LSU. I yeah. I guess you gotta throw LSU only, Ole Miss. LSU Ole Miss. That's probably. I probably don't have anybody else. Most of the. Well, I mean, you could. Nah, nah. Missouri and Kentucky, they're lower. Yeah, I think so. That's where it seems like most of the teams honestly lie in that like three, like tier like tier three. Yeah, Missouri, Kentucky, Arkansas. Um, it's probably those. I guess that's kind of – well, like where would you put Florida and South Carolina? And uh, Yeah, 
Like I'm, I'm kind of basing Florida and South Carolina off where I think they're going to finish up. Like I think they're going to both finish up in quad four. Like I don't uh, think it's going to be good for them. Yeah, so I would say Vandy State, Mississippi State has been really bad. I you could say that's what about Auburn? You could say, you could say I mean, Vandy, Auburn, Mississippi could be... State are quad four. Like just quad one and quad four are just two teams each. Yeah, but like Auburn could easily slide to a four. They're kind yeah. of like, I mean they could. I mean they could easily solidify as a three. Um, but I could easily see them sliding to a four. And, yeah, that's what – well, we kind of talked about that. I mean, Florida, South Carolina, that could be a kind of quad-defining matchup. Like, one of those teams is going to be – whoever wins that is kind of has the upper hand. Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh, that's why it's, dude, that's why it's so fun. I mean, that matchup doesn't matter at all from a national scale, but to a South Carolina or Florida fan, dude, it's huge. It's everything. It's everything, dude. We have to beat the Gators at home. It's awesome. Ah, football's beautiful. So many fans get get to get excited. I gotta say, it's been getting me down in the dumps, man. The Titans stink. The Razor, dude, losing. I got This might have been one of my. I'm kind of. I don't want to say I'm apathetic because I'm not, but I'm taking it pretty well. I would say as as I have in my life, but losing to the Ole Miss Rebels on Saturday, and then losing to the Colts on Sunday had to be back. One of the worst, like back-to-back punches, just two of my most miserable rivals teams. I want to beat really bad for no other reason than I want to beat them. Like I want to, I want, I don't want their fans to be happy. I don't want their, you know, team to be happy. Like I want to beat them because I I don't, I want to take away their joy. (laughs) I want to, I want to take the life away from these programs. Um, and just to lose back-to-back days, just tough weekend, you know. But get a little t- talking about it, you know, get t- getting it out, letting the feelings out, and then looking ahead to next week. There's an eternal hope and a glimmer in my eye that you never know when they line the ball up and those 22 uh, gladiators take the field and they snap the ball that just – that ball is not a perfect circle. That ball can bounce any which way, and – Saturday might be the day it bounces our way. Let's make it. Let's make it the day that it bounces our way. Dude, you almost have. It's it's almost when when you're at that point in the season where you're like, all right, let's just win. See, I'm at the point now with Tennessee where I'm like, gosh, please, like, please win because it just means every, like. At you're you're kind of at the point. I don't mean this to kick you while you're down. But you're kind of at the point where you're like, dude, a win against Bama is just like everything right now. Oh yeah, dude, I've already like it doesn't really. It's not gonna. I, and it, it, I might be wrong in saying this, but I don't think it'll really just like absolutely crush you if you do lose. But if you win, it like salvages everything almost. Oh, I, I would accept a win this week and losing the rest of the year straight up. Like yeah. this season, we're not na- we're not winning the national championship. We're not winning the SC West. All our actual aspirations are kind of out the door, but beating Bama would be a that would be a national championship. That would I would feel as good beating Bama as I could. Like I could there could be no possible better feeling for me. Like that is the that is the equal to anything I could do in college football this year is beating Bama. I would trade that a million times, uh, except for a national championship. Like that would be better, yes. But beating Bama would be like and it and it be it goes on the rest of the year like that you do throw the view of the year out and it's just like dude we play Auburn this week like beat Auburn like just beat like beat Mississippi State beat Florida this week because um that's who we're playing and uh, a lot of other things suck just go out there and win this one and let's be happy this weekend yeah absolutely let's get some momentum you're not They've going been... to Tuscaloosa are you no I'm not okay no I've <laughs> No, I have not. Someday I'll go back to Tuscaloosa, but I have not been back to that place in a while. I've still never been. I am going to be in Neyland this Saturday, though, which I'm pumped for. Dude, talk about just feeling adult life. Like, I was literally planning on going to every Tennessee home game this year, and this will be the first one I've gone to. Yeah. Just like, I kind of feel in the similar boat. Um. Like I'm, I'm not that far away from the Razorbacks. Couple, but I mean, you're about the same distance, right? Yeah, two and a half. I'm two, two hours, fifteen minutes from like Fayetteville. Okay. Uh, 
and it's it requires you know staying somewhere for the night probably or you know it it's just never it's not quite an easy either it's got to be a full mission to be there and back in a day um or i got to do some other logistics and it's yeah life life comes life is just always going on so mm-hmm. um, it's fun when we can plan around it like yeah when i plan a big uh, yeah it, it makes you more excited when you can be there like hey i'm i'm going to be there this weekend and make a make a time of it um but it's just not quite as accessible as it sometimes feels like oh i can just run up to the game like even last week i really wanted to go to oxford um but man it's just been a lot like some long work stuff and just life life going on weddings and all this kind of stuff it just came down to like man it's gonna really take away my whole weekend like i worked saturday anyway it's just not it's not gonna happen (laughs) sorry sorry hogs i just didn't quite have the fire uh to make it happen because it was going to take, but, but that's the reality of fandom is it takes effort out of our lives. Like we choose, um, you know, some people are diehard, like season. It, it's hard to be a true season ticket or like uh, every game person. If you do not live in town, like if you live in town, it is so much easier to make that a weekly part of your, like if I lived in Fayetteville and going to a Razorback game meant going for four hours, it's just an entirely different commitment. Um, but mm-hmm. when you're an out of town fan, which so many, so many fans are out of town fans, you know, there's millions of Razorbacks fans, but Fable is only 70,000 people. That means, or it was a little higher than that, but that, you know, that means that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have to travel, um, you know, have to put up for lodging, buy tickets, all this stuff. Like it matters when they're not excited to do that. Yeah. Like they don't have to do that. I don't have to make time like I and I literally said that if Arkansas had won at AM, I was probably gonna go down to Oxford. There's just a little more excitement around the program, around the like it just I might get a few more buddies to get like you know, it's hard to rally a few more guys to go down there with me when we when we're no fun to watch. Like when when we're just not not an exciting uh product. Um but that's the that's why the fans do have say, I think, in like you need to listen to the fans when they're like dissatisfied, you know, maybe we, we need to act like they're the ones keeping this program longer than coaches will be there and gone players, fans sustain that for decades and ages like that. Those traditions run deep. You got to listen. Like they are the program. The mm-hmm. fans are what's, what's keep who freaking there was a hundred people on the Vols roster but who fills a hundred thousand in the bleachers like those are the ones pouring money into the program and like that you have to like they're and they will show it by like not showing up like not supporting they don't like i said they don't have to do it i, I don't have to make i don't have to give up my whole weekend when i work five six days a week most of the time mm-hmm. and you know i needed some time like I could give it to the Razorbacks or I could watch them lose on my television and, you know, hit the bed 20 minutes later <laughs> and not have to drive two and a half hours home. Dude, there's nothing worse than like, yeah, having to drive right home after a loss. Yeah. When you got to pound it out, like when you got to go to it right after it, if you win, you can drive. You... I could drive across the United States on a exactly. win. Exactly. Absolutely. No joke. I could just go after a win, after a loss. Mm. I just haven't. <laughs> to be honest, I, I need, I need, I need a win, man. I need the hogs to just win one. It would feel so good. I'm, I'm sad. I'm in the dumps, man. But a win would take all the pain. It would, it would take all the pain away. I'm, I wouldn't forget every, all the coaching malpractice that's gone on for the Razorbacks. Maybe not malpractice, but like mismanagement, just like not mm. optimal performance. I think that's the best way to put it. It's like n- never catastrophic. Like what it was, it's never like a Mario Cristobal type error, like where you, you know, actually throw a, you literally throw a game away, but it's just like not optimizing per- performance time and time and time again. And we've lost now. We're like five and 17 or no, I don't know. Some crazy stat in one score games, you know, Nebraska has thrown, they've thrown this stat up there a million times. Yeah. Well, what makes the difference in a one score game? Like a lot of the time it's coaching. Like it's, it's obvious that these teams were fairly even. So why did one team come up four points better than the other? Because for 60 minutes, they made better coaching to sit. Like they, they were a better coach over that time. 
Um, anyway, but just I need a win, man. So we all need a win sometimes. Dude, I'm pumped for it. I mean, I'll let you got the right the right recipe anyway. 11 a.m. That's all that matters. 11 a.m. on the road. Honestly, I feel like if you're at home at 11 a.m., it's almost worse. Oh, home home at 11 a.m. is a nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah. Because at Man, least like if you're on the it, road, dude. you're kind of engaged a little more. Like yeah, you're already if in you're the at hotel, home. You're, just, you're already kind of yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, that's like even the SEC has been screwing us with scheduling. Like to give Ole Miss and LSU night games when they play Arkansas. Like give us a break, dude. Like throw me a, at least a two thirty. Like maybe give me a little more chance uh, going in there. But yeah, Bama at eleven a.m. It's your best shot. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 better than at seven. Get a win and get back to Fayetteville by dinner, dude. Like get a win, hop on that flight. We'll have a. I. I could probably couldn't make it. No, you know what? I might. It's possible I find myself in Northwest Arkansas this weekend, and I swear, if I'm up there and they win, I will greet the team. I will be the first one at the airport. I will be there. I will be there for the Razorbacks. You beat Bama, and I don't – I will forget for at least a day. I will forget all the losses, all the pain you've already caused me for today. I will celebrate like a champion on Saturday. I respect it. I hope that That's happens, a good – I think that's a good one. I'll sell – if you win, I will celebrate like a champion. That's all I can give. I'm giving my all, but you got to win. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. This was a this is a fun episode to do. There's so much going on. We're in the teeth of football season right now, and we love it. Uh, we know y'all do too. Thanks again for listening. Check us out on Twitter at Pater underscore Sports and on Instagram at Pater Sports. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see y'all next week. Pater out.